The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. The after show, the after show, the, the after, after show. show. It's the after show, the show after the regular show. And uh, today we want to talk about collaborations, right? Yeah. There was some stuff going on at the trade show that uh, we scratched our head of collaborations between one manufacturer, and I'm talking about a manufacturer who manufactures cigars, not a brand owner, and another manufacturer, somebody who manufactures cigars. And why would they do such a thing? But collaborations are all over the place well, because Dave, it's cool, right? As you well know, collaboration is a working practice whereby individuals work together for a common purpose to achieve business benefit. Collaboration enables individuals to work together to achieve a defined and common business purpose. Thank you, Mr. Webster. Yes. Um, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Or should I call you Miriam? It can also be treacherous cooperation with the enemy, which maybe that's <laughs> some of it. Uh, I wonder if it's part of it is I can't get any tobacco. Uh, will you sell me tobacco? Will you sell me the tobacco? No, I won't. I'll make you the cigar if you want. Okay, make me the cigar. Well, doesn't that become a private label then? Yes. I spent a lot of time with our show sponsor, yes. Skip Martin. And I think for him, according to Skip, his primary reason for the collaboration with uh, Korea was he wanted to learn about Dominican tobacco. See, Skip, Skip is a different animal because he doesn't, he doesn't oh, make Skip, decisions Skip, necessarily <laughs> for business. I mean, he's on record as saying he's not growing his company. He, he makes the number of cigars he makes. So I believe that he is more into the geekery part right? where, you know, Dominican tobacco might be interesting to him. So last time we had a big cigar boom, and if back, you know, it, what was it, the 90s, mid, late 90s? Yeah. At the tail end of that, all these collaborations started coming out. You had the Camacho LFD one. Yeah. And we just went through another big boom. And maybe we're on the tail end of that boom, and now there's collaborations coming out. It feels like they're following some sort of game plan to yeah. try to keep the hype machine going. Uh, yeah. To, to me, I shake my head when I see them. I don't understand them at all. Um, the uh, big one seemed to me Oliva. Oliva making cigars with JRE, which is Aladino, yep. and saying, make this cigar for me. See, now that one, I think, because Corojo tobacco is so prone to disease, authentic Corojo, 
why wouldn't you go to somebody that specializes in that if you want that as an ingredient? The, the only thing they had going for them is they were in Honduras because we're talking about making Cuba Aliados, now known as Aliados, which was a Honduran cigar. So maybe you can make the argument of they went with them because that's a Honduran cigar, but it wasn't a Corojo cigar. So they actually changed the blend to make it with this other manufacturer other than the, the, their own. It's all Why? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, and I said to the Aladino folks, what's with this and why? And he said, it's business and we'll take it. Okay, so the other half they made with E.P. Carrillo also, right? Was that E.P. Carrillo? I think so. I believe so, was making the other version of it, which had nothing to do with um, Aliados. As a matter of fact, if you go back into the 90s in those days, their biggest competitor was probably La Gloria Cumana. It was the two hot brands out there at the time, by the way, was not Cuba Aliados. Cuba Aliados was actually a house brand for JR Cigars. It was um, Puros Indios, which was the brand that was at brick-and-mortar stores. Uh, Puros Indios, which arguably was the same exact cigar as Cuba Aliados. People make that argument of it. Um, but um, they say in those days they said it was a little different, but uh, anyway, it was made in Nicaragua, and now they decide to make it in the Dominican Republic, <clears throat> which doesn't make any sense. Well, the the uh, apparently the Perez Carrillo version is a limited edition, with the JRE being regular production. I don't know if that makes it. Clearer or more neither of them are Neither of them are in Nicaragua. The only person in Nicaragua is Oliva themselves, which is where the cigar should have been made. <laughs> See, and they own it, and they, and they have their own production, and they make cigar brands for other people, too. It makes no sense, but anyway. So one of the most famous collaborations of all time is Michael Jordan combining his brand with Nike. And people don't even know this. Nike is a private label. Nike is a private Nike label? Nike is a private label. They go to the factory in China, and that factory makes shoe brands for other people, and they make the shoe for Nike, but Nike is- There is the, no Nike factory. There's no Nike factory. Nike is a powerful player. Michael Jordan was one of the most promising rookies coming up when he gets his Air Jordan shoe, and that becomes a collaboration that takes both of them as brands into the stratosphere. Wow. So maybe- it's not wrong to do a collaboration with someone like JRE, who is the Michael Jordan. No, they're on their way are, up. Those are factories. That would be like two factories combining with each other. Both of them are factories. Two private but, labels combining yeah, but, with each other. I no, get you're, it. you're confusing. I think the fact that Oliva owns a factory yep. with Oliva is a brand. Yes. So as a brand, if you do the collaboration with the new up and comer. That is getting ready to pop. Who? JRE. Okay. So they're getting ready to pop. Far from an up-and-comer. Yeah, they're Be- Because you're, you're taking it all the way back to Camacho days. You can't do that. It's a new brand. They, they, they're not in the business 10 years. Well, they're not making the they're cigar. They're not in the business five They're not years. making the cigar with Aladino. They're making the cigar with the factory that's been around since the 1960s. The factory's name is Aladino. Just okay. Just the record. All right. So- yeah, this is the new up-and-comer. This is the next big thing. Why wouldn't you as a brand attach yourself to that 
and start riding that wave. Because they're Oliva. They're bigger than them. Nike was bigger than Michael Jordan. And it put both of them into the stratosphere. Right. Reebok, tides, all Reebok still Nike, can't touch Nike. Nike didn't put Michael Jordan in the stratosphere. Yes, they did. No, his career put them in the stratosphere. <laughs> his career, his career well, has Air nothing jo- to do Air with his Jordans brand. Jordans are not. Oh, of course it did. It's a basketball player and a basketball sneaker. Coincidence? I don't think so. It's a basketball. I mean, we know you don't like the sports, so it, it's yeah, an understandable Jordan. mistake. But it was his career to put him in that stratosphere. Sneaker or no sneaker, he's still Michael Jordan. Yeah. And probably the most successful um, athlete to put his, attach his name onto. Certainly, we've seen it tried a million times in the cigar industry. Uh, Michael Jordan would probably be big as a cigar brand too, but he's not willing to take that chance because he saw 100 people attempt that and fail. And more. Even more are trying, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, while we were there, it happened to be the basketball um, summer leagues or something yeah. was going on. There was more basketball players than anything else um, at the trade show. A lot of tall guys. people. Yeah, I think Ed Santa Maria, the buyer for two guys, says he ran into Alonzo Morning. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. So, so what? It was in the afternoon, but yeah. <laughs> do I did that? Do <laughs> Jonathan? It took it. me a second. Yeah. It took me a second. Um, what helps? Who more? Having a manufacturer put their brand name on the firecracker does that help them, or does it help the firecracker more? Because that's a true collaboration right there. It, it works both ways, and that's the magic of it, and that's how we try to sell it to them of here's the win of it maybe you're going to get a retailer that carries firecracker that doesn't carry your brand and then what we have seen that would happen is all of a sudden firecracker gets a lot of attention for that short time that it's out and the store takes it in and then the the people say i like that do you have any more no i don't um if you do have them yes i do but i have the robusto the toro oh okay and i'm on it uh the other way is attaching a firecracker name with big name people, and all of a sudden, uh, geez, I have to have that Perdomo firecracker. So uh, it works both ways. Yeah, I think I think uh, it definitely helped Foundation. I mean, they were up and coming to begin with, but I, I notice a bigger interest in Wise Man after the Wise Man firecracker. Sure, sure. Uh, did you, by any chance? Uh have a conversation with the folks at Padron about firecracker? I did, I did not. They was they were all in in entrenched entrenched with this limited release special thing that went on for days. The biggest letdown in the cigar industry of all time. I don't remember if we talked about it on the big show or not. Um, are you ready to give me my pat on the back when I told you that the cigars are not going to be ready and that it'll be at least a year? And I'm going to change my prediction. They, we don't see Cigar One for three years from the date of the trade show. Yeah, huh. I don't know about three years, but you didn't know that. You you year. said they were already done. Yeah. They're not done. Apparently not. Dave, you know what my favorite collaboration at the whole show was? What? Well, you weren't involved in it. Apparently, somebody collaborated for you because. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, I know. <laughs> because we saw the El Abuelo chisel. Yes. So yeah. obviously, two trademark violations. Y- yes. Or two they for decided one. to make you partners, and you didn't know about it. Really? The Abuelo 
chisel. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I walked over to Lido and I said, hey, want to take a walk? Let me tell you about this brand that's out there. And he, he didn't like, you know, he kind of didn't like the El Abuelo to Abuelo. And then yeah. when I said, I'm not done yet, chisel. <laughs> that got his Oh, red. He stood right up and I said, come on, let's go. Put his scarf on and yes. just marched right on over there with his wide-brimmed and, hat. And his electric blue suit. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, they talked in Spanish. They said something. The next thing you know, we were taking pictures with the guy. And he says, it's okay. So we'll see if it's okay. I don't know what happened. But, uh, it, it was off the shelf that day. When I went by on a subsequent day, it was on a lower shelf. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah, you got to wonder now. Okay, so Lido has the conversation, obviously about the chisel part. Does it become abuelo? And now you got your work cut no, out. No, no, I had I had uh, the other Ed go grab a box of because we were at the next booth over. Mm-hmm. Grab uh, a box of abuelo and bring it over and show him abuelo. Mm-hmm. Did he say anything to him in Spanish? He said something. <laughs> See, I think Lido stand up. I think if he said something to him about the chisel, he. Even if it was in passing, he even mentioned Abuela. Yeah. I just think that's who Lido is as a person. Yeah. Especially since you and him go way back. Yeah. You're a single digit account number. Yep. Three. Yep. Three. You couldn't <laughs> get two, huh? Somebody was before me. Huh? Uh, I was other, a little late to the show that year. Other collaborations, and uh, a lot of them didn't work out. Uh, you had B.G. Meyer, former Cigar of the Year, with um, the kid from Entourage. Although not in the industry, but... right. Uh, yeah, name so many like events. that. So many didn't work. The majority didn't work. Ditka, and there's a three, whole three there's, times. There's a whole host of Louis Tian. I mean, Gary yeah. Sheffield. There's a whole host of um, Carmelone. I think is still holding on a little yeah. bit. He has. Oh. He says he cares about the brand itself, not the would even discuss basketball or anything. But he wasn't at the show online. We can't keep the Carmelone in stock. Yeah, I, I know Ed had to order big at yeah. the show. We have a huge gaping hole in the uh, humidor where Carl Malone should be completely yeah. sold out. But he wasn't there. No. He wasn't there. Uh, you got do, do those all go out USPS, Barry, so the mailman delivers them? That's right. Yeah, I uh, see what you did there. <laughs> they should. Uh, you got Big Poppy and his slugger and also the Big Poppy firecracker, obviously. Still going. Mm-hmm. Still going. Those are uh, another example of a celebrity lending their name and collaborating with a cigar company. Jonathan, they're really fucking good. They're like a little fucking breakfast sausage, according to Bill Burr. Right. Yeah, according to Bill Burr. Um, Winston Churchill. Collaboration. Yeah, they pay the, the Winston, Winston Churchill, Churchill estate. People. Yep, gets paid. Yep. Sigmund Freud. You think they pay anything to Sigmund Freud I people? I would think they'd have to. Yeah. So, brand Sigmund Freud that was there at the show. I smoked it. I liked it. I bought it. Hemingway. Which is an interesting one because there are four sizes in that line. Only two of them say Hemingway on the outside, but everybody calls short story Hemingway short story. It's not. So the two bigger sizes that are the slowest selling sizes are the collaborations, and the other two happen to share the same shape and wrapper and blend information. You think when we send out an email, when Freud comes in, the subject line should be, when is a cigar, not just a cigar? Right. (laughs) There's a lot you can do, so Uh, remember that. Use use them. Uh, Interesting. It's going to be interesting uh, where that is almost a collaboration with uh, former people from Davidoff, actually, all getting together on that cigar. So that'll that'll play up good. Um, Now, we talked a little bit about private labels. St. Francis being made at the Rocky Patel factory. Collaboration? 
Or is that... He I, says that it's made with Rocky Patel. Yeah, but he doesn't kinda, say it doesn't... Rocky Patel certainly does a lot of collaborations. Put attaches his name to anything and everything that would allow that to happen. Um, in this case... But it doesn't say Rocky Patel anywhere on the no packaging, way. so it's not... Yeah, um, I don't think it would be a collaboration unless it was St. Francis by Rocky Patel. Right. Then it's a collaboration. Yeah. Right. Prob- using each other's... Probably the number one selling collaboration, certainly in New England because of the flavor ban in Massachusetts, uh, the Rocky Patel Java made by Drew Estate. It says Rocky Patel and it says Drew Estate on the packaging. Yeah. It's a collaboration. That That's one down the road. That's one that's going to go to the courts. That's going to become a problem that it looks like. So who owns it? That's where the problem is going to arise. It won't. Yes, no. it will. No. Yes, it will because it perception says- is reality. Uh, you have to understand what trademark really means. Trademark is what the consumer believes. It doesn't necessarily mean the person to file for the trademark law. Sure, it- but it's Rocky Patel Java, and it says made by Drew Estate. Yeah. It's Rocky Patel Java. Made by Drew Estate. That's not confusing to the public. All right. Mock my words. This one will go through the court system. Do you think they're having a problem? Yes. Really? Yes. You know they're having a problem? I I know. Oh, God. (laughs) Why can't everybody just get along? Um, Other ones that I have down, any of the TAA exclusive cigars are really a collaboration because you have the TAA, which is really a buying group putting their name and advertising their name Worthless. on things like the Padron TAA, uh, the number 48, Asylum's TAA version, LFD has one, Christoph has one, CLE has one. And they don't all add up to anything. It's not, nothing. There'll be no court battle over that. <laughs> They'll actually get, become less and less and less. Become, they, get, they become less and less power, powerful, which what I think. I, I think the PCA ones also became less and less powerful Eh, you know, means nothing to anybody. Well, is anybody collaborating to make a strong cigar? They are. It's time for incredible feats of strength, brought to you by Camacho Cigars. For six decades, Camacho have been working hard to build the best damn cigar around, and they have gotten through it all by sticking to their vision, the strength to do anything they set their hand to. Camacho Cigars. And I had the top 10 uh, most impressive feats of strength by humans, but I found an 11th. Huh. Wow. You, so we've gone through all of these. We've gone through all of them. Born October 13th, 1967 in Cuba, Javier Sotomayor competed in track and field throughout the 90s. He was like the golden child throughout the 90s. Uh, scored an Olympic gold in high jump in 1992, but that's not the most impressive thing about his career. He, his personal documented record jump is the only person to ever go over an eight-foot high jump bar. He's the only human alive to go over eight feet at eight foot one quarter inch, the highest high jump in recorded history by a human. This is a guy jumping. They jump kind of head first backwards over the yeah. bar. And then when they mess up, the bar lands on the small of their back, and they cry. It's that. Eight, over eight feet. Over eight feet. How tall is he? Uh, I, I don't have his information, but so that people know, <coughs> I have exactly an eight-foot reach. So it's one quarter of an inch over the tip of my finger when I'm standing up. 
He's six foot four. Six yeah. foot four. It helps because I'm five foot five. It'd be tougher for me, right? It'd be tougher. It'd be tough. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should see what you can do. Are you up for that? We'll high get, jump? We'll get, yeah, the whole high jump pit set I, up. I know for a fact I couldn't jump my height. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could jump my own height. Right. One I foot? Ju- I jump up, and I actually go down, <laughs> not up. <laughs> as soon as his foot comes off the ground, gravity takes over That's immediately. It go, goes right down. Huh. There's, there's no accelerated height that happens. <laughs> I've seen him think about jumping before. Yeah. I've just never seen him jump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, collaborations. We're going to see more of them. Um, you know, some of them, this collaboration between Fuente and Padron collaboration, um, I think stirred up a lot of excitement over it in the but end. What a letdown. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not available. It, it, it's, it's worse than good. Yeah. You're at a trade show where your job, your only job is to sell cigars, and you show up with a project that's not for sale. Well, yeah. And the Both. worst part of it, it distracted from the people who had product to sell. Right, right. And they, and they made it last two days long yeah. before they got to, okay, there's nothing here. But people told me in advance, like you, there would be nothing here. And I'm like, nope, these are two smart companies. They're not going to do this. And they did. And I feel more of a fool for believing it was going to happen. So that's it. That's the after show. But next week, we're going to come on. And what makes the cigar industry unique than all others? we got the perfect guy coming on is Dan Thomas. He's the president of McAuliffe Cigars. They had an interesting booth. They had stacks of money showing what they've spent in advertising on certain cigar magazines and other mistakes. They show their warts of the problems that they made and the things they did wrong along the way and said what they're doing in the future. And they did most of those things, and they're coming up with more of what they're doing. This is a transparent company that's showing everything. And Dan Thomas is going to be with us, and we're going to tell him what surprised you when you got into the cigar industry, and as I can see, the changes you're making in the future. All right. Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.